Yo, today's QOD is your future is trying to open up to you, but you won't let go of your past. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Lisa Nichols back on the show today. And today, Lisa is about to share a story that will move you, a story that you will never, ever forget. Here's Lisa. I came for your breakthrough. I came to inspire you beyond any other moment. You may have had some inspiration around how you use your voice how you own the power of your voice. Because see, one time, at one time, I didn't know I had a voice. I didn't know someone would listen to my voice. I didn't know my voice mattered. I remember I was a first class of bus students. <laughs> Way back in the day, I was a, the first class of bus students to the valley, right here in Canoga Park. And I always say they told us in the inner city that we were going to the valley, <laughs> but they forgot to tell the valley we were coming. And I remember I had never, I'd never seen myself as anything less than anybody. I just didn't have that conversation until I went there. Until I went there and, and I remember they were having tryouts for Charlie's Angels. Remember Charlie's Angels? You young bucks, I'm not talking about the new ones. I'm talking about the old school Charlie Angels. You know Farrah Fawcett and Kate Jackson. Right? And they were having tryouts for Charlie's Angels and the Bionic Woman. You remember Lindsay Wagner? Yeah. Lindsay Wagner was amazing. And I said, oh my God, this is my chance. See, I had been teased every day of the school year. I, there was this one kid, Brian. And Brian would remind me every day that God had made a mistake when God had created me. He would say things like, Lisa, God dropped you in the tar pit. And God left you in the oven too long. And, God, and, I, and I summarize it as, damn, I'm God's mistake? Really? And every day Brian would do that. So about three months into the school year when they had tryouts, I was, I was always athletic. Well, I lived in South Central, so I was just fast. <laughs> Let me be honest and clear. So, <laughs> but we can transcribe that to athletic. And so... So when they had tryouts, I said, oh, my God, if I try out and I make it and I become one of Charlie's angels or I become the bionic woman, then I belong. See, I just wanted to belong. Anybody know what I'm talking about when you just wanted to belong? Hands up, one hand up or two hands up if that's really you. I just wanted to belong. Whether you wanted to belong to your family, you wanted to belong to your community, I just wanted to belong by any means necessary. So I was excited on this day. I mean, I'm practicing at home. I'm doing all the little things I think they might ask us to do. And 40 girls, 40 excited girls stepped up to the line to be considered to do the three things that you had to do, the three, you know, challenges you had to cross in order to become one of the Charlie's Angels or the Bionic Woman. I was the only little chocolate girl there, just looking like a little kiss. <laughs> right. So the first event was the 100-yard dash. Ready, set, go. 
And I ran, 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 ran. When I crossed the finish line, the first person had just hit the 50-yard mark. Lisa Nichols wins the first event. I'm like, yes, one down, two to go. I'm almost in. I'm almost going to belong. Second event. Second event, oh my God, it was like they had so many things. They, 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 they kept deciding, and now it's like 20 girls left. It's like 20 girls left, and we're all standing there, and they're, okay, so now we want you guys to, uh, to jump over a chair. And every girl jumped over the chair, and they jumped, and some didn't quite clear the chair. <laughs> some parents had to go to the dentist immediately but I did something different when I bent down to go over the chair I did a little extra I, when I came up I went and I leaped over the chair and I landed and then I threw some Wonder Woman on them they were confused they didn't know what hit them they said Lisa Nichols won the second event as well and then the third and final event was the roll, stop, and freeze, sucker. You remember that? You nod. You, you, that was very important. You have to, like, do your hair right. And I did it perfect on the dime. So when the final, like, eight, nine girls are standing on the line, I'm like, oh, my God, my life is going to change right now. I'm going to belong. See, the people that you're going out to speak to, the people that you'll speak to one-to-one -one or one-to-small group or one-to-many or online through a webinar or Facebook or however you touch them, all they want to do is belong. And so I'm standing on the line, and I'm like, oh, life is about to look way different. Like, the first thing I'm going to do is get my other Charlie's Angels girl, get my bionic woman, and we're going to go and punch Brian. <laughs> first, I got to get in. First, I got to get in. <laughs> I mean, I was in the fifth grade, y'all, right? And so they said, Charlie's Angels number one. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Diane. Okay, that's not my name. <laughs> Diane is excited. Oh, my God, yes, yes. She goes to the side. Now, there's three judges, three girls and one guy. He must be Charlie, but it's cool. <laughs> Charlie's Angels number two. Oh, I'm so excited. <sighs> Teresa. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. I got one more Charlie's Angels or the Bionic Woman. That's all right. It's all right, it's good. Charlie's Angels number three. Kim, it's good. I like the bionic woman anyway. She just shows strength. That's oh, all right. That's all right. That's all right. And the bionic woman. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The bionic woman is L Linda. Yeah. That's not my name. I thought they made a mistake. They meant to say Lisa until I saw Linda running over to the judges, jumping up and down and running with her other new team members, new super sheroes, jumping up and down. I realized, I said, that's okay. They said they was going to pick one alternate, one alternate. I'll be the alternate. Somebody got to get the flu, the chicken pox. <laughs> somebody, 
somebody. I'm going to be right there. I'm not missing a day of school. The day she missed school, I'm going to be right there. And the alternate, Shelby. I stood there for a moment. I can hear a few boos, a few people upset. And I finally mustered up the nerves to go over to the judges. And I still wonder, why did I do that? It sent me in a spiral for years, but in the moment, I didn't know what they were about to say. I didn't know what was about to hit me right in the face. I said, excuse me, why didn't you choose me? I won every single event. I ran the fastest. I rolled, stopped, and freeze sucker on the dime, and the asphalt was hot. I jumped over the chair, and I made the sound effects. <laughs> and one of the judges long, beautiful blonde hair. She said, Lisa, we know you won every event, but we couldn't choose you. Which Charlie's Angels or the Bionic Woman will you ever look like? And that day was the day that I began to blame myself for my story. I don't know if any of you have ever been born into a conversation or an experience, an economic reality, a geographical location, a, an origin, a culture, a religious, anybody? And you, you ask yourself one day or another, why me here? Hello, somebody. This means you got to raise your hand if you can feel it. Yeah. Y'all like, man, this is deep. And so I begin this conversation, why me? Why me this skin? Why me this community? Why me this culture? Why me this family? Why can I have been born in Canoga Park where I visited, where it looked like everything was great and they got to be the super sheroes? Why? For the next 15 years, I asked that. For the next 15 years, I sat inside a personal blame and more than anything, shame conversation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? For the next 15, all I tried to do was prove I was good enough. Prove I was smart enough. Prove that I was worthy of choosing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then I, I discovered that I wanted to begin to use my voice. I, 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 I could hear this thing in my voice when I spoke. And I said, I, I think there's something. I think there might be a gift up under all that junk. And I began to try my voice out. And I was in a church, and I, I was delivering a, a poem. I won't do all of it, but it, it, the beginning of it was something like this. My beautiful sisters frying their brains, going insane right at the end of my block. My beautiful brothers exterminating, terminating, terminating and self-assassinating, all for the sake of the rock at the end of my block. See, it was about my community, and it was in my church, so I, I wanted to let them know that I saw them. My, my mother, my, my, my beautiful brothers exterminating, terminating, and self-assassinating, all for the sake of my rock, my block. Mama's being robbed on my back doorstep. Babies are being killed right at my feet. Brothers executing brothers on my front line. Oh, someone's grandfather's dying from not enough to eat right at the end of my block. What is this bizarre, deranged, and insane occurrence? This is life, breath, and existence in my world. At the end of my block, should I run? Should I hide? Should I leave? Damn, I want to cry. Should I become a part of the problem? Lord, how do I become a part of the solution? All I know is that I will be a part of something good right here, 
right now on my block. And at the end of the speech, I got a roaring standing ovation from the 15,000 people that were in this church. It was the biggest standing ovation, biggest audience I'd ever spoke in front of. And as I'm walking through the audience, Michael, would you help me down? Would you guys turn the lights on and keep the cameras going? I might move a little bit. <laughs> as I, as I, thank you, Michael. As I walk through the audience, I... People are put their hands on my shoulders. Lisa, job well done. Lisa, job well done. Lisa, job well done. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice that was so familiar with this hand on my shoulder. She said, you were amazing. And I turned around, and I looked, and it was television's bionic woman Lindsay Wagner. I, I, I immediately said, I wanted to be you in the fifth grade. I ran real fast. I won every event. I did the, you know how you hold on to your junk, right? Come on, you guys. How many of you, your future is trying to open up to you, but you won't let go of your past? Come on, you guys. Come on, you guys, let's just tell the truth. There's a lesson in this story. So many things are trying to come to you. So many doors are trying to open, but we're so attached to who we've been that we can't quite become all of who we're supposed to be. In that moment, in that moment, I, I said, I, I, I did you. I, I, I bent down, I jumped, I do, 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 do. <laughs> no, really, I did that. I said it. I'm not just saying that for y'all. I mean, I was, I was all in my story. Some of us are all in our story. And I looked at her, I said, they said I couldn't, I couldn't be you because I was black. They said I couldn't be you because I'd never look like you. And I knew I could never make myself look like you. I do a lot of things well, but I don't do blonde. <laughs> I didn't say that part, but I had to say that. <laughs> I have to say that right now. <laughs> I said I, I wanted to be you, and they wouldn't let me be you, and I, I began to cry, and I, as you can see still, years later, it's still that thing for me. And she looked at me with the most gentle, beautiful hand, and she did something like this, if you would stand up and just be me. She said... Right it's all right, I cried. <laughs> okay. She said, sweetheart, she said, I'm an actress. She said, I'm in Hollywood. She said, you, with your journey, you are the true bionic woman. Thank you. And something something shifted that day. I, I, I no longer could fit in my old story. There becomes a time when you no longer fit in your old story. I, I think that day is today. That, that there's, a new, there's a new part two trying to be born for you. And it, it requires you to own every part of the past, but own every part of the possibility. 
And on the other side of that, the diamonds that will drop out of your mouth, the, the diamonds that will come birthing from your soul, the seeds that will be planted and the harvest that will grow, you will be barely recognizable. But better than that are the people around you, how their lives will shift. Because when you change you, it's just one person. But when you become a force to be reckoned with, then your voice permeates over 800 people or so. All right, that was Lisa Nichols. Her website is motivatingthemasses.com. If you are a speaker and you want to create greater impact and profit as a speaker, head on over to motivatingthemasses.com and get Lisa's free 60-minute speaker training to go from good to absolutely unforgettable. And if you want to watch today's entire talk, it is on the Mind Valley YouTube channel. It is called How to Use Your Voice So People Listen. That is it for me. Please leave a rating and or review on iTunes. It really helps the show. And visit my website at SeanCroxton.com and uh, follow me on Instagram at SeanCroxton. I'm going to see you tomorrow with the one and only Les Brown. I'm out. Peace. Peace.